0: All right, and we are on the second hour of Let Freedom Ring, the youngest syndicated radio host in the country. Don't know why they let me have this much power, but joining us today is somebody who I've played her TikToks on the past. Uh, she normally gets more information than I do. Her name is Kaylee. Kaylee, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yes. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Hi, everybody. I'm Kaylee Campbell. Um, I make TikToks some politics and stuff like that. We talk on TikTok and Twitch. And uh, it's so fun, and I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad to have you on. You know, it's always interesting to me because, you know, you're on the younger end like I am. You're a little bit older than me. But I remember when I was, you know, getting into politics, and people would always say, you know, why are you involved involved in politics uh, at such a young age? And at the time, you know, I was like, I don't know, 16. And, you know, you're a little bit older than that, obviously, a little bit older than me now. Uh, But really, you know, walk us through kind of why you decided to get into politics, you know, why the conservative realm of politics, like just talk, talk, talk to us about it.
1: Okay, so um, I've always I've always been a passionate person. And when I get really into something like uh, it's just full drive from there. And uh, with politics, like my family has always been conservative, so I've always been involved in the conservative world in general. My views have never really swayed from left to right. Um, But recently, I guess growing and starting to learn more about everything, it started to become more interesting knowing how the world works and just being old enough to actually watch these things play out firsthand. Because, you know, when I was 12, 15, younger ages, I didn't really know what was going on. But I I remember specifically back when the uh, election was going on, that's when I really started getting into it and paying attention to every single thing that was going on and listening to my parents talk and listening to them talk to their relatives and stuff like that. And I got like super into it, especially because I wanted to know why people didn't like Trump specifically. Like he was obliterated by the media. And I just wanted to know why. And so I dove into it headfirst and I started noticing that the people around me didn't really like it, like didn't like politics didn't like talking about it. And the more I got involved in it, the more they talk about it and the more they didn't want to talk about it. So that made me be like, OK, this is this is interesting. I want to know why they don't like it. And so, I mean, essentially, I guess it just it started from there and. I found an outlet to go to, which was TikTok, to start posting political content, and I noticed that there was a whole community within the conservative movement where a lot of people were, like, connecting and social networking and things like that, which I never thought I would find because all I was reading about was people who didn't like conservatives. Conservatives were getting censored from everything, so I was like, I'm never going to be able to find a group of people who agree with me, but I would say that the thing that drove me the most was my friends essentially which is ironic because at the end of the day they were all leftists and so it made me stand out against them and i guess i just wanted to you know figure out
0: it just kind of made you want to explore it even more
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the more I started reading, the more confused I started getting about things. And like I said earlier, TikTok was an outlet because I couldn't go to my friends anymore about it because they didn't want to hear anything about it. And it essentially drove me towards like communities and people talking about conservative policies and things like that. And... Then I I posted my first conservative video, and it blew up. And I was very, very shocked, to be honest, because I was like, there's no way this is going to work. And then I kept going. And the more I kept going, the more I started researching and reading about stuff. And then the more it just solidified this entire uh, platform, to be completely honest.
0: Yeah, no, I've always found – so it's weird um, because, you know, I know some of the organizations you're involved with. I actually know the people who started them way before they even had any sort of, uh, let's say, political clout. Um, and it, it's, it's really interesting to see personally. I mean, I remember making a TikTok way back in 2018 and was like, Oh, you know, this app probably won't go anywhere. Now it's probably one of the biggest in the world. For those of you who don't know who TikTok is, if you're one of the older listeners, uh, your kids or grandkids definitely have it. Uh, I remember when you can only make 15 second videos. So you, you made one, you know, you, you started with obviously one video. It did pretty well. And then you just kind of kept going from there. Do you think that here, here's a real question. If you had a kind of define your political philosophy in like two minutes or less, what, what would you say it is?
1: I would say it's all about fighting for what's right. And there's many policies that I look at and I truly believe in and support that are right. I know that politics is a lot of opinion based things, but I try to base my personal beliefs off of things that I know deep down are just right and make sense because <laughs> honestly, I know not everybody will agree, but a lot of stuff on the left is just opinion and feeling based.
0: Don't worry, it, all of my audience will agree with you on that one. I can promise okay. you that.
1: <laughs> none of none of the stuff on the left really has any actual factual. Oh, my God, that bars. <laughs> any factual substance to it. So it really solidifies. Me and my beliefs on getting justice, fighting for what's right, and really just proving the point and getting the message across,
0: yeah I mean i, I think that, that, that it's always interesting to me, right because me growing up I, you know, I became into this political realm and in an, uh, what I call with no watchdogs, and so what I mean by that is thirty years ago, there were groups of people on the right and the left who got to choose who became. Somebody in this realm, right? But mm-hmm. it, now that we're getting the era of social media, for better or worse, there's no watchdogs. And what that, you know, that, that's one of two things. A, there's nobody looking at these high schoolers and th- making sure that they check all the boxes in terms of their beliefs and making sure they're not crazy. Because I've seen a few people over my years in this politics blow up overnight for whatever reason. Then all of a sudden, you know, they are, you know, pretty, uh, not the best people, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so it's really interesting to me because I think that whenever something like this happens, to where somebody like you gains tens of thousands of followers, you know, without the help of the establishment right, let's say, or the establishment media right, um, it's really interesting. Because, like myself, right, I I gain my listeners and my followers just from putting out my opinions, and you know, I didn't always agree with the right, with Donald Trump, or with anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's really interesting. Do you see? When you, I, I don't know if you watch the news, but you know, you're pretty informed. So do you think there's a, there is a disconnect between people who kind of came up in that realm of uh, really, cause I, I see it all the time and, and you may not, you know, this, you know, sometimes I, when you spend so much time, you, you start to realize things, do you, what do you kind of see as why people in, in a sense like you are, are why, why people are starting to want to watch people like you and If you look at the biggest podcasts and YouTube channels in the world about politics and radio shows, really, they get way more viewers than Fox News, than CNN. What do you really think makes people want to watch somebody like you over, I don't know, insert any Fox News host?
1: I think that over time, the media has definitely started telling people what they want to hear over what they need to hear. I'm big on that, too. I think it's very important, no matter what you're talking about, to tell people what they need to hear versus the latter. And with the media and even kind of how Fox News has shifted, people are swaying away from that because it's it is going in the left direction. And I think people rely on a lot of independent, quote, news people because they have they're more like your everyday average person instead of some proper person on TV talking, reading off of a teleprompter or something like that. Um, I think that people like me and people with other platforms have developed their own opinions and have different ways of expressing them. And it almost, in my opinion, makes it more reliable news.
0: Yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, my family has been in the Southeast Part of Georgia for three hundred years, right? We're not mm-hmm. going to agree with everything that what I call the cookie cutter conservative, bow tie wearing, you know, Fox. Not necessarily. There is some good hosts on Fox News, but those people who grow up in you know the D.C. conservatives' room, I think it's different. You're from Texas, you probably mm-hmm. witness it as well. Even though our barbecue is way better than yours, um, <laughs> so, so I really do. I, I want to ask this because you know, for complete clarification i've never spoken to this to to kaylee in depth before this so this could go one of two ways um <laughs> you know have you received any pushback from friends family you know random strangers on the internet i know i've you know i i keep a running count of uh my death threats uh since starting this radio show it's actually uh, doubled <laughs> so i, I kind of wear that as a badge of honor but have have you received anything anything like that at all
1: absolutely um i think that recently, actually, there's been um, a lot of disconnect between my friends and I, and it's caused a lot of hostility. Um, They decided to cut the cord. And, you know, I've heard that happening from other people. I just never thought it would happen in my own personal life. I thought, you know, my friends are my friends. They see me for who I am. They know what I believe. And they were okay with that. But it's almost as if as soon as I started getting the platform, they just decided to completely leave. And, you know, I've got some friends that stayed around that know my opinions and are okay with it and are okay with me expressing it. And I've got other friends, ironically, some that are more, uh, leaning in the middle, almost not even just extreme left, but the, the everyday people I thought would completely understand that totally left, gone out of the picture. And, uh, I think that that's almost influenced me to continue to make my content and make it better. Um, and pushed me harder. And with the death threats and all of that, yeah, I kind of stopped reading the comments that I got on TikTok. I occasionally get the notification and I'll read the most recent ones, but Instagram DMs, death threats, people wanting to beat me up, people asking me where I live and saying stuff that they would do to me. It's very evil and hostile. It's insane
0: no you're you're hundred right and I honestly it my first time I got it I first time I got a death threat it was like 2018 I was uh, I guess I was a high school senior uh, I was I was like I was sitting there and I was like wow, this is crazy this at the other And then I thought about it I was like this person has no idea where I live you know like so uh, so I think you're hundred percent right on that the fact that it is it does make me want to work harder but it also gives me a completely uh, different outlook on life. Because mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, if you know this amount of people want to kill me or want me dead, and you know, if this person just thinks I'm retarded, that's almost a win, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um You're doing I, something right. <laughs> I, it must be doing something right if the right people want you dead, I guess. So let me ask you this. So, you know, obviously you've been you're old enough to remember the great years of the Trump presidency. You you wanna talk mm-hmm. about the last seven, eight months, you know, what what from your perspective? I know I know obviously uh, my listeners know exactly what's been going on in the last seven months, but do you want, kind of want to talk about it from your perspective?
1: Yeah, um, I think, you know, it's it's been a ride. I think that this whole recent thing in Afghanistan has been a huge exposure to what this administration really wants to push on the world. And the absolute, like, flip that our entire society has done within the last eight months um starting with the uh, trump presidency ending with the biden presidency like it's it's been a mess a mess is the only way i know how to describe it um i i think that with the thing going on in afghanistan right now i want i almost want these things to try to be like a red flag to like the left-leaning people and maybe it like opens their eyes or it makes them second guess like what's going on or what these people are trying to push or implement into our society. And hopefully there's people that come out of this that are like, oh man, I regret my vote for Biden or wow, I really see what's going on now. And I see their true agenda because I mean, to us, it's clear as day. We know what's going on. We've known what's been going on since day one. And we've known because of how long Biden's been in the political world and even Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris we know who these people are and what their goals are but I hope that all of this kind of exposes it to the rest of the world and they're able to come together and I just I wanted to bring unity between the left and the right because I want us to all be able to sit here and be like yeah no matter what this is wrong this can't our world cannot fall into this kind of path.
0: Yeah, I used I used to want to do that. You know, at one point I started this this thing called Unified Gen Z. Then I honestly just kind of gave up hope on it uh, because <laughs> of how much, you know, we're so divided right now that, you know, we could – I think the right loses every time we sit back and we go, yeah, we're not going to go – we're not going to do what they do. And it's like, well, we need to win. And if we don't do what they do in a certain extent, obviously not as crazy as they are, uh, we'll lose. But the right does need to start being more on the offense, in my opinion, instead of the defense because when we play defense, we lose. Um, and you know, to talk about what you said earlier about you hope people on the left, look, my family, good parts of my family grew up down the road from, uh, Joe Biden when he was a kid. And wow. because of that, I mean, you know, when you know a guy who's running for the Senate in the state of Delaware, you're going to vote for him only because there's mm-hmm. seven people in the state of Delaware. Um, <laughs> and so I, I got a call from a distant cousin of mine, yeah, pro- uh, probably shortly after this Afghanistan debacle. And he told me, he said, you know, I've known Joe or President Biden, whatever he called him. I call him Jim Crow Joe for the rest of, you know, for the last (laughs) 60 years, 70 years. And, uh, you know, I voted for him in every election. You know, all 27 Senate runs, all 32 presidential campaigns, everything he's ever ran for. Uh, But, you know, I can't vote for him and his policies anymore. So I think Mm -hmm. you're starting, and this is somebody who, like I said, grew up down the road from him. Uh, mm-hmm. so if that's, you know, if he won't get that person's support in Delaware, I think that you're starting to see it across. I mean, I saw a poll that had him somewhere in the neighborhood of 25, uh, percent approval rating, which if you didn't know, uh, I'm not very good at math, but if you didn't know, that's not pretty good. Uh, if one out of four people and that, think about it. Let's assume 50, 50 Republican Democrats. I mean, that's half, half of Democrats and all the Republicans think you're doing a terrible job. It's really crazy. Um, so I don't. I don't even know. See, the thing is, like, I, I, I enjoy interviewing people like you because you're not going to just going to sit up here and give me the talking points. Which I get calls all the time to come on the show, and I'm like, you're not. You know, I could just play a clip from Fox News, and people would hear the same thing. So, you know, being that you're not really in the political world, being that you're, you know, you live an average everyday life, like I, like I like to say, I live, and then I realize that I kind of don't. My world is always politics all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. What?
0: You know, are you hearing anything from, you know, people just like yourself who are, you know, young and are like, what, what's happening to our country? Are you hearing any of this?
1: I'm, I mean, from, from the everyday average person, I don't hear a word from the people in my life about it. Other than, other than literally my, my dad, he's so into politics and he has such a good view on it. Um, but, like, with my generation, it's kind of heartbreaking, to be honest, because I I think these are things that we should be involved in. I think we should care because it's what's shaping our future generation generations, and it's the world that we're going to grow up and live in. And to hear from, like, friends, like, oh, politics don't matter, or oh, I don't know why you care so much, it's not going to affect us, like... It does. <laughs> and like diving into this and giving it my all and trying to make sure I'm talking about stuff that is true and right and factual, like it does matter. And it breaks my heart to hear it from our generation that they really think it doesn't matter and it doesn't affect us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're 100% right. I, I remember I learned this, uh, we were going over some study in macroeconomics forever ago. And it correlated, it correlated the strength of the economy when you get out of college versus how much money you'll make in your life. And it studied people. And if you if you start your career in a bad part of the economy, you're almost destined never to catch up with some, with one of your peers in terms of how much money you'll make over your lifetime as somebody who started in a good part uh, mm-hmm. of your, obviously people in 2009, graduating in 2008, 2009, understand this as well. Uh, because you're never typically going to get demotions and your pay cut, but you might not get that annual raise all the time. And, you know, they, they're, you know, the supply and demand of that. So Kaylee, I only got a few more minutes before we to go back to break, but, uh, do you want to, uh, well, one, do you want to tell people where they can find your TikTok? And, uh, you know, is there anything else you'd like to uh, say to the audience?
1: Yeah. Um, so you can find my TikTok. It's my username is yo, it's Kaylee Campbell. And then my second account is it's Kaylee Campbell. Typically I just got on banned for a long time on my main. So I posted on my second and that's been doing pretty well. And, uh, I do do like a Twitch live stream, talk show thing on twitch.com. Um, and my username is just the Kaylee Campbell and, uh, all my social medias are within that. So, you can definitely come join, watch the talk show, and come hang out.
0: Yeah, well, Kaylee, uh, thank you so much for coming on. And I don't know how she does it for two and a half straight hours. No ad breaks, no phone calls, <laughs> no guests. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it without people like Kaylee coming on. So I do appreciate it. Go follow her. Uh, it's Kaylee Campbell. Yo, it's Kaylee Campbell. Whatever she said, she's a lot, she knows what her <laughs> usernames are a lot better than mine. Thank Thank you so much again.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Do you sometimes get the sense that debates about America's role in the world are predictable and often disconnected from reality? Our new podcast tries to change that. None of the Above offers new ideas to help confront America's global challenges. Subscribe to None of the Above today. If you have diabetes, excess sugar could be causing damage in your eyes that you might not even notice. So be proactive about your eye health and take charge of your sight. Learn more at NowIC.com. Brought to you by Regeneron.